Hey everybody, welcome to the Friends You Can Grow With podcast. I'm Matt Nespri. I'm Casey Placentia. And we are here today with David Mossberg. David mm-hmm. is one of our teachers here at the Ark Church. He teaches um, our personal finance class, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode today. So David, mm-hmm. why don't you just start off, give us a little bit of your background. How'd you get started teaching this class? Mm-hmm. For sure. So um, thanks for having me first off. Yeah. So I appreciate the opportunity to be here yeah. and, and to share about this because I'm truly passionate about personal finance. And, and here at the ARC, we teach the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace class. Mm-hmm. And, and the good part is it's a really well-structured class. And the ultimate goal of the program is for us to keep everybody and work with them where they're at. Mm-hmm. We have people come in that are 20 years old. We have people come in that are 50 years old and they're all in different places. Sometimes the 50-year-olds are just starting out again. Mm. And sometimes the 20 year olds are trying to figure out how to do it the best way possible along mm-hmm. the way. And every once in a while, one of the teens is drug in by their parents and mm-hmm. we get to get to um, spend some time with them as well. And again, if I only knew most of the stuff that I get to teach now, when I was that age, mm-hmm. things would have been very different, which is really what brings me to why I teach the class. So fortunately for me, um, I've worked in career for a long time. I worked for a company for almost 20 years, really was treated well and, and did pretty well. However, I really didn't take care of the personal finance stuff. Mm -hmm. We lived the typical American life. Mm -hmm. We got a paycheck, we spent a paycheck, and sometimes we spent more than the paycheck. And uh, as you know, growing up kids today, and gosh, after the last couple of years of inflation, things are really expensive. Mm -hmm. And so I was living paycheck to paycheck, but didn't really think that was a problem. And then, gosh, along the way, my in-laws have lived with us on and off for a little bit, mostly due to geographic uh, goal. So mm-hmm. they're from Southwestern Michigan. We had moved to Florida. They joined us there, which mm-hmm. is a much better climate mm-hmm. like Missouri, mm-hmm. no snow here in Florida, yeah. mm-hmm. or if it is, it lasts about an hour and then it's gone. Yeah. And so they moved with us and then they got their own place. They got their own jobs, did their thing. Then we moved to Texas. The company moved me. We've been here now 17 years and we're really glad we're here. It's a mm-hmm. great place to raise yeah. a family. And they moved with us. And then, um, my brother-in-law had a back injury. Hmm. They went back up to Michigan to spend some time with him and help him out. And then I got a call from my father-in-law and the call was really, gosh, really interesting. So my in-laws and I have a very good relationship. Mm-hmm. I laugh sometimes because I say my in-laws and I have a better relationship than my wife and them <laughs> simply because they've never had to punish me, mm-hmm. yeah. at least not yet. So yeah. <laughs> we're good right now. Yeah. And so um, he called me up and um, he had been an independent truck driver for almost 40 years, made a lot of money. He mm-hmm. did very well. It was an industry that was very good. And particularly if you're independent, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have to share your profits with a company that was getting work for you. And so he called me up and he said, it's time that we move back. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, no problem. We expected that at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But then he said, I, I don't know if you understand. And I said, well, you know, we kind of were <clears throat> expecting that with what's going on. And he said, we don't have enough money to live on our own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in an apartment or a house or whatever it is, pay our medical bills, mm. pay for food and all that. And so when we move in, we're never going to be able to leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first of all, I was just like, well, come on down. You know, we're, we were expecting you anyway, and we'll make some provisions and just make it work, but didn't think much about it. And I realized like, gosh, how could this possibly be? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This man was one of the hardest working men that I've ever met in my life. And all of a sudden at almost 70 years old, He can't afford to take care of just him and his wife at this point. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, what happened? And so I didn't realize because unfortunately when we're brought up, we're told we don't talk about money. You know, you don't ask those questions like how much do you make? You know, especially when you're courting someone's daughter, you know, you're not like, so sir, how much money can I make here in this relationship? Right. 
So I didn't realize that at 70 years old, he didn't own a home. Mm. He had two car payments for the two cars they had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had no savings and no retirement and just didn't understand any of that stuff. And unfortunately, no one helped him along the way. He probably had some people come in, but unfortunately the most people who come into our lives to offer that advice are selling us something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it be a service and sometimes they're fantastic. I know some fantastic people in the wealth services business, but if you don't have a relationship, you don't know if you should trust them if you don't understand what they're telling you, Mm -hmm. right? And so I realized I was on the same trajectory Mm -hmm. and I was, it like woke me up. It was like, oh my gosh. And so over the course of time, I went back and forth on what I was supposed to do. And I like to share that um, I had my first conversation with God Mm -hmm. uh, around this time. I was had broken away and was starting my own business and Mm -hmm. started to fail in business. And I was kind of doing the same thing I had been doing to make money. And I was doing good for a minute. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And so like normal, we're supposed to pray, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like I said, this was really my first conversation because God answered me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm weird, right? So most of my conversations were just prayerful requests. Hey God, I need some help here. Hey God, thank you for this provision, whatever it is. But I never waited for an answer. Mm -hmm. And this time the answer came really fast. And so I was struggling in business. We're not getting ahead. My father-in-law is moving into my house because I can't afford to live. And I asked God what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And God immediately answered me and he said, you need to volunteer. Hmm. And I said to myself, well, that's amazing, except that I need money. Hmm. I don't need a job that doesn't pay anything. And I understand volunteering to be a free job, right? You go do it and they pay you nothing. You get the gratitude from the people you get to serve, whatever, but it's not going to make you money. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was obedient. And interestingly enough, I sought out a local opportunity to serve the Dave Ramsey class. I had Hmm. taken the class a couple years before. Mm -hmm. I learned some of the things. I implemented some of the things, Mm -hmm. but really did it kind of ish. You know, I really wasn't getting the traction that I needed to. I didn't have a reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a focus. And now with my in-laws moving back in with us permanently, I had a big reason. I had to change the trajectory of my life. I also realized that if I was doing this and they were doing this, then most likely my children would also follow in the same Mm -hmm. pattern. And I needed to change that too. Mm -hmm. So I ended up connecting with Derek, Mm -hmm. got a chance to teach. He said, oh my God. We were just praying about finding someone to help <laughs> yeah. us with this class. Yeah. We had someone teaching it, but he's not going to be able to do it in the future. And so um, it was just, of course, a God thing. God, yeah. God truly spoke to me, sent me to the place that was asking for me. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity. We were already attending the ARC here for a couple of years before that. And so, man, when I got the opportunity, we said, not only are we going to teach it, but we're going to teach it different. We're going to dive into people's lives and, mm-hmm. and really try and make a difference here. Yeah. And so that's what we did. Mm. And so that's I've had good. the pleasure of teaching it now six and a half years. Wow. wow. And I've had some great co-coordinators with me. Yeah. And uh, man, uh, we just did a metric uh, recently that based on some information we gather when we start the class mm-hmm. and when we end the class, we've reduced families that attend the ARCs debt by over wow. $2 million in those wow. six and a half years. That's, that's awesome. pretty that's powerful. Yeah. So. yeah. That is awesome. That's and on that note, Casey, you brought your financial statements, right? Casey, you bring your <laughs> statements. That's okay. Well, the good news is we'll spend the next 30 minutes preparing those. So okay. Good, 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 good. Um, no, I love that. I think it's so cool that you saw that need um, and you played it forward as if, if my father-in-law is doing this and I see myself doing it, my, my kids are going to do that. Yeah. And it speaks to the fact that is, is there an age where you're like, you should start or you shouldn't start with this financial It's a great planning? question. You know, as I mentioned earlier, one of the things that was taboo when I was growing up, if I ever asked my mom, well, how much money do you make? She would say, Oh, 
honey, we don't talk about right. that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? Now, my children, and I remember because as I was going through this, my 13-year-old, who's the youngest of three, mm-hmm. um, was the one who I was interacting with a little bit. And she was about nine years old when she said, well, how much money do you make? I'm sure the kids were talking at school or something. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm glad you asked. Come, let's sit down because I need to show you how much money I make and how much money you cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so we kind of went through that. And, and it's been great because um, I think that there's no age that's not not a good time to start. Mm-hmm. I think maybe 10, 11 years old when kids start understanding math at the level they can do the basics of math and, and understanding mm-hmm. the impact of that is probably early enough when they should also start having some responsibilities in the home, mm-hmm. chores and things like that. And they should understand chores like a paycheck and understand the value equation. In fact, probably one of my biggest epiphany moments was just a few years ago. My daughter um, was, I think my youngest was 10, my middle child was 16, and we took them to California for a trip. Mm-hmm. And we went to Disney World. And then we were gonna go to the beach and do a couple of other things. And so it was really interesting because day one, I don't know if you've, y'all have ever been to Disney, but they're really smart people, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you walk in, the first thing past the gate is the gift shop. Mm-hmm. And by the way, in order to get out, you have to pass the gift shop, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so we got to the gift shop and my youngest starts going crazy. I mean, she's got a necklace, she's got a shirt, she's got, of course, Mickey Mouse ears, mm-hmm. and she's got all these mm-hmm. things. And I said, wait a minute, ladies, we need to plan a budget. Look, when we're at Disney, it's expensive. So your budget's a little higher than when we're at the beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that guy. So of course I said, I've got your food. I'm not going to d- divide the hotel by yeah. four and make mm-hmm. them pay their part of that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got this. And so I gave them a budget. And uh, so $75 while we were at Disney mm-hmm. and they could use it for gifts. They could use it for if they wanted to play games on the fairway or things like that, anything above and beyond food and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so it was amazing. All of a sudden she looked at all the things in her hands mm-hmm. and she started to make decisions mm-hmm. and I didn't have to argue about it. I didn't have to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. All of a sudden she was given a budget and an amount to spend mm-hmm. and she had to make those decisions. I was no longer saying, yes, you can have that, but no, you can't have that. And mm-hmm. which yeah. could sometimes be a meltdown in the yeah. Disney yeah. gift shop. So, yeah. Right. And so it was amazing. The most amazing thing happened though on the plane ride home. My 16-year-old and I happened to sit next to each other while my bride and my 10-year-old at the time sat next to each other just across the aisle from each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. And my 16-year-old and I were just kind of talking about the trip and everything. And she says to me, you owe me $72. And I'm thinking to myself, do you have any idea how much money this week costs? Mm -hmm. What do you mean I owe you $72? And so they both had the same budget through the week. Mm -hmm. However, the 16-year-old realized she didn't want Mickey ears and a couple of the other things but she did want some things when we get home mm. that she had already had her eye on. And she figured if she didn't spend that money and I said, you know, you've earned that just hmm. for thinking that way. And ever since then, every time we do something recreational entertainment wise, vacation wise, they ask me what their budget is. Mm-hmm. So they got it. And just yeah. like learning languages, when you're teaching a very young child, multiple languages, mm-hmm. they don't question it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge I have is with people like me who, when we're 40, start learning this stuff and we have yeah. to make changes. Yeah. They immediately picked it up. And so to answer your question a very long way, Matt, the answer to the question is as soon as they can start to relate to it, yeah. help them to understand limited amounts. They have mm-hmm. to understand that things are unlimited. And I don't care how wealthy you are. Mm-hmm. They need to understand limitation. Yeah. And, and then, man, they pick this stuff up super fast. Mm-hmm. And so when my daughter turned 18, she was the one who was, uh, of my three children, she's ready to get out of the house. We have a great relationship, but she's mm-hmm. very independent. She wants to do things her way. And so when she was 17, about, I don't know, towards the end of her junior year, she came to me and said, dad, can we do a budget? Mm-hmm. 
my kids unfortunately have heard the word budget a lot in the mm-hmm. last decade, yeah. right? And so she said, can we do a budget for an apartment? I said, I'd love to do that with you. And so we sat down and we did a budget. And by the way, she's almost 20 and lives at home because she understands the budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she understands that that would really stretch her to be yeah. able to do that. With She has a very good job and she's enjoying some things, but she also knows paying rent is probably not what she wants to do yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're glad to have her at home for a period of time. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. At some point, it'll be time to be independent. But but it was such a great thing for her to come ask for that mm-hmm. and for her to understand it enough to say, it's not a good decision. Yeah. yeah. And so it was fantastic. Yeah. So at 10 years old, when you said they're learning that, that more advanced math a little bit is when is a good age to maybe break I, it in? I think so. And what? I think it should be intentional from the parent's side. Yeah. And, you know, um, Christmas time is a great time to be talking about that because my 10-year-old was very generous with my money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so she wants to buy everyone. Oh, I, mom said she wants this. And mm-hmm. this guy said she wants, you know, and I have friends at school. And mm-hmm. if we, as soon as we gave her limitations, she started thinking differently. Mm-hmm. And she didn't question the limitation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we do. Yeah. Um, because we've worked hard and we've earned it. And, you know, we have all these reasons why we deserve stuff that we probably don't deserve. Yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, they picked it up really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I'd like to get into how do you start out bringing up that that B word, the budget word? Because mm-hmm. um, for people who have never made a budget or who, like me, you, you hear the word budget and I don't want to do the math involved. I don't want to look like... Yeah. I, I see I, Hive starting to film. Yeah, thank actually. you. <laughs> I'm shaking nervously over yeah. here. Um but there, there's this mindset that maybe certain people at this table could fall into of as long as I'm not in the negatives, as long as I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, I've got a little bit of margin, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. What would you say to people mm-hmm. like that? That's a great question. And fortunately, I just recently got a chance to speak at the Young Adults Group mm-hmm. here. And, and man, I'll tell you what, what I did, because I was really lamenting about how I wanted to present that exact topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not in trouble yet. They're they're not financially strapped. They're not. Yeah. They don't have urgent needs, and a lot of them haven't even postured their future. You know, right. mm-hmm. and so I thought about that, and I thought about the best way to really help people to understand it is the question of control. Do mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. be in control, or do you not want to be in control? Yeah. And as a young adult going out on their own, as well as as we evolve, mm-hmm. our ultimate goal is to leave the home so we can make decisions and we can be in control. And the only way to be in control is to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a plan or an idea, you just kind of go with it. It just happens to you. Mm-hmm. And then you complain a lot when you're 40 and 50 years old that mm-hmm. you didn't have the things that you should have had when you were younger. Yeah. And so we go back to that thought process. The budget is a plan. It's mm-hmm. not a restriction because you can change it. Hmm. So yeah. if you want the plan to work, you have to write the plan. And my recommendation is always this. If you're not the person who loves to do spreadsheets and loves to do those things, surround yourself with a couple friends who are. Mm-hmm. Confide in them and give them some information. If you're a couple, whether you're, oh man, if you can't go through that when you're dating, maybe that's part of what you should be checking out before you guys get married, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and once you're married, this has to be a unit. You know, the family, um, I did the marriage class as well. And, and in there, I call the presentation, the business of running your house. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where you go back. If you're in business, chances are good. This podcast has a budget. 
obviously based on not having a white thing back there that's not huge, but there's a, right? there's a budget. Wow. For podcast, right? Shots so, right? But maybe when we go back to the team with the budget and say, hey, here's what we'd like to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, and here's how we're going to earn that because we're going to have some sponsors come on now. Mm -hmm. right? So now yeah. we say, okay, well, gosh, if you have that coming in. But in the meantime, the budget is a control mechanism. Uh -huh. And if you want to be in control, you should interact with that tool. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, it really isn't complicated. I mentioned 10 year olds should be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's yeah. not the math. That's the problem. Yeah. It's, it's the nature. Yeah. And so yeah. if we're not nature to do those things, surround yourself with a couple of people who will help you. The other great part about the budget, it's extremely consistent. Uh -huh. You're probably getting paid a similar amount on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis. You're probably having the same rent every month. Your mm -hmm. utilities, of course, in the summer go like this in Houston and then back down up, yeah. whatever normal would be. But you know what that's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Most of the budget's really easy to anticipate. What's the most difficult is self-control. Mm -hmm. And when we need to tr cut back or trim back and say, oh, maybe we'll have Starbucks. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll get the coffee over at the employee station in there, you know, yeah. or something like that. We oftentimes go to Starbucks, even though we know. But if we have that budget, like a good example for that, on my budget is a $50 Starbucks allowance for my bride and I to share. Somehow mm -hmm. her drinks are like $7 and mine are like two. But yeah. either way, <laughs> we have a Starbucks gift card that we load every month for 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. When that's gone, no more Starbucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just huh. as simple as that, right? Yeah. Now, I will tell you, we also have some walking around money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to spend my walking around money because the Starbucks thing is empty on Starbucks, it's already part of the plan. So I don't have to not have the things I want, yeah. mm -hmm. but I do have to limit it to what the budget is. When my daughter's budget was $75 for Disney, somehow she got right to the budget. Mm -hmm. wow. She didn't go over it. She didn't ask for more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, she didn't try and take out a loan, which could be pretty easy over at the Disney place. <laughs> you know? but, yeah. but she simply understood that was her limitation. And so mm -hmm. my recommendation on getting into the budget, number one is start to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, Make it a habit. It's extremely quick and easy once you've done a few months and get familiar with what you've got going on. Mm -hmm. And then when life changes happen, you go from the apartment and you bought the house and now you know you've got some of those things. Let's go ahead and set that up. Mm -hmm. yeah. The other thing that's important in the budget process is starting with some sort of an emergency fund knowledge because where mm -hmm. a lot of Americans get into trouble is during emergency things, things mm -hmm. they didn't mm -hmm. plan for. Yeah blowout tire, uh, an emergency doctor's visit, um, a washer dryer breaks or something like yeah. that, a few hundred dollar repair. And so we go to the easy thing because not only will they sell you tires, but they'll also give you credit for that. Same mm -hmm. as cash, 90 days, here's open the credit card, save 5%, all sorts of ways for them to get you to try and use the debt environment. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it's a scary place to be, but because most Americans are not planning for problems mm -hmm. they don't have the money yeah. Yeah. so they're living paycheck to paycheck just like i was mm -hmm. yeah. and then they end up in that situation where they're in the tire shop and they look at their bank account and they look at the cost of the tire and then they look at the credit card ad mm. yeah. and they get the credit card and then they get the next one mm -hmm. and they get the next one because they de-emotionalize the transaction at that point yeah if you take a couple benjamins out of your pocket to pay for those tires it's kind of hard to give those over, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we want to go ahead and have that planned out. And again, if you have an emergency, like needing some tires and you have the money in an account that you can, you can use from, mm -hmm. it still stinks that you have to do it, but it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. And then you replenish that through your budget and, and you become again, just in complete control of your financial outcomes, which amazingly enough also controls so much, so many other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, through learning in the marriage and divorce care classes, 
Mm-hmm. One of the top five things that people divorce over is money issues. They're mm-hmm. not talking yeah. about it. Yeah. You have a philosophy, you have a different philosophy, and yet we're supposed to be working off the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they never spend time doing the planning process. And if they can just get part of that, they'll yeah. be much yeah. more connected, not just on that level, but then other difficult conversations will be easier to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How granular do you recommend starting off with a budget? How specific should I go? I always say categorical. You mm-hmm. know, if you're going to write a bill to the electric company, then put a, an electric company bill out there. Once you're a year down the road, if you want to put all the utilities together, that's fine because mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of variability there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I always tell people this, whether it's a budget for a home or whether it's a budget for a small business, budget the things you'll control. Mm-hmm. Right. And make sure you can see those have granularity yeah. or visibility ju- on those categories. Your rent's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, until you know, it's going to change, yeah. Yeah. You know it's going to change and then it stays the same for a long time. So those aren't the things I'm as concerned about. Yes, it should be on your budget and yes, you should look at it, but that's not the thing you're paying attention to. What you mm-hmm. should be paying attention to is your groceries. Mm you know, fuel as it goes up and down in yeah. cost or as you start a new job that you're commuting to now. Hey, I got this great raise. Oh my gosh, I'm spending more money on gas than the raise is covering. You know, mm-hmm. did, did I plan that right? Those are very easy to see if you get a little bit granular on those categories. Um, and I would watch the variable categories the most. Mm. What, what would qualify as a variable category? Mm-hmm. Groceries. We're all Americans dining out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I say dining out. Chick-fil-A is dining out. Now, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it's not cheap. And, you know, and um, certainly they provide a service. Mm-hmm. At three kids, you know, there's sometimes we needed to drive through because it was easy. But, mm-hmm. man, I didn't realize. I'll give you an idea. When we started our budget the first month, we had spent $2,400 on dining out the month before. Hmm. Wow. None of those were amazing dining experiences where we just are talking about it for years of how amazing it was. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them were drive throughs There were days yeah. where we actually went to McDonald's. Between the two of us, four times in one day. Yeah. Wow. Coffee in the morning, a quick lunch. She went to drive, you know, one of them was going to dance and I was going to hockey. And next thing you know, you know, yeah. you see four charges on the same day at McDonald's. We're like, oh my gosh, McDonald's has this down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. But that was 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And then next thing you know, another 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, the variable categories are going to be those most frequently groceries, dining out, mm-hmm. um, fuel sometimes, you know, if you have a pretty consistent pattern on that, mm-hmm. then that's not that big of a deal. Um, and then watch things that can be planned that people are not good at planning. For those of you watching the podcast, I've got some great information. If you're going to start budgeting, um, I found out that of course, as you know, cause it's so close Christmas this year is going to be on the 25th of December. Okay. It's I good also to found know. out next year, Christmas is going to be on the they 25th already of December. Yeah. They already decided. Wow. Okay. Santa's coming the 25th of December. I'm just glad Congress could decide something. I, right? I know, you know. And then uh, Jesus' birthday is still on the same day. Okay. Right? Perfect. And whether you're the September guy or whether you're the December mm-hmm. guy, either way, it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also found out that in 2025, it's going to be on the 25th of December. Okay. Oh. I'm picking up a pattern. Here. Yep, yeah. There's a pattern, right? So you shouldn't be surprised when that comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a variable cost that's going to change your budget but you shouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we should plan for that. We should Mm -hmm. know that if we are barely getting by January through November, December is really going to stink. Yeah. And so we probably need to plan to do some things differently, whether it be, maybe we don't eat out as much in the, you know, a couple of those months. Uh, Maybe we don't decide to host Thanksgiving and we find out which relative is, can hopefully cook a 
a little bit, you know, yeah. and then we go there yeah. and, and then we get a bunch of to-go boxes, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. whatever. And then, and then we watch it or we also, one of the best parts about being in America is we can make money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. Um, just so you guys know as well, rich people are afraid of leaves mm. um, and lawnmowers. Okay. It's amazing. So you can go to an affluent community where Montgomery County, Texas here, there's a lot of those uh-huh. mm-hmm. and, and they will pay you to do that stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, right? Mm-hmm. They'll also pay you to clean their house and, and they'll, they'll do that at a premium. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, you know, there's a lot of ways to go figure out how to make a little yeah. extra so that come January, you're not regretting the decisions you made to try and make your children temporarily happy with the few things they got to open that year Yeah, mm-hmm. that they probably won't remember five years from now. Mm-hmm. And so... December 25th, everyone. Yeah. The next Playing three years. It. I haven't looked much past that, but it's right fine. now, um, as far as I know, um, the last 45 years have also been on December 25th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I didn't get much reference outside of that, though, okay. so I can look that up if you guys That's want. fine. <laughs> I, I trust you. Okay. Do you have any tips for people who those flexible categories are a difficult thing? Um, maybe they're prone to like impromptu spending, impulse buying, yes. shopping sprees. Mm-hmm. What are your tips for yeah. that? Hi, I'm David, and I like to eat out. Yeah. Hi, um, David. Hi, David. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're welcome here. Yeah, thank you. I feel like this is a safe place, and I can share that I'm one of those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I had to learn to do was budget, as I mentioned before, walking around money for impulse spending. Okay. Yeah. And so I had an allowance, and this kind of tied right back into what I did with my daughters on that trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I knew I had 100 bucks, but I also know my wife needs 200 bucks, we decided that and agreed upon that. And so if I chose to save my hundred bucks for a few months and had 300 bucks mm-hmm. because I really wanted to buy something that I was looking, looking forward to having, mm-hmm. I could do the same, but I also knew that that was it. So I have mm-hmm. some money that is my impulse money, mm-hmm. but I limited that. Mm-hmm. And it was really, um, I remember a couple who was in class about four years ago. She was the spender. He was the saver. And that's normal in a relationship. One mm-hmm. person tends to be more of the saver side and the spender side. And, and I, you know, it was just pretty powerful because one of the most romantic things he had ever done for her was he gave her the month after we started doing this, she was really struggling with that. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. was a teacher of special needs children. Mm -hmm. She was exhausted at the end of every day she worked. And Mm -hmm. the way that she had her release was to go spend some money, go buy things, shopping, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. What do they call it? Shopping therapy or retail therapy. Retail therapy. therapy. Yep. So she, that's what she did. And, And she had done that for years. And by the way, ironically, that's what her mom did mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the pattern right yeah and so she had to realize that and one of the most romantic things he ever did for her was the month we decided to do that and she agreed to do it he gave her his spending money oh talk about marriages yeah. right <laughs> wow. I mean, this was pretty powerful and she thought it wasn't much uh-huh. but that it was a huge gesture and she became a much better steward of that as well because huh. of yeah. that gesture mm-hmm. and so if we have to work on self-control i recommend we limit for a period of time, how we're doing that so that we don't go crazy and immediately stop the good activity that we're changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, our, we're shifting habits. And so let's take our time. Let's give ourselves impulse money. Let's make mm-hmm. it okay to spend unless we're in dire straits, in which case then we need to go figure out how to earn, you yeah. know, so that we can do that. But outside of that, the best part about the budget is you can put lines like that in there. Mm-hmm. So you can still have a lifestyle and have the things that you enjoy, mm-hmm. but in a more controlled environment. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we've seen, at least from a financial world, a lot of shift from when you were a kid, I was a kid, and now she's still a kid. I mean, <laughs> you used to we used to balance a checkbook, not so much when I was Tangible. growing up. Tangible. Um, but there was it was more of a cash society. Now mm -hmm. we've gone more electronic. It's a mm -hmm. lot easier to just swipe that card. What's your advice on that? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, you know, what we typically recommend is people are learning the discipline. Because once you're in the habit, it's a little bit easier. Like I mentioned, the budget process gets real easy after you've done it a few times. Mm -hmm. Is um, pay, take out cash okay. for the areas that are the most concerning for you. Mm -hmm. If you need cash for that shopping spree and you need to have that shopping spree once a month or however often you choose to do that, take out cash just for that component. Mm -hmm. When I first started... Not only do I like to go out and eat, I also like to cook. Mm -hmm. And I'm the grocery shopper in the family. Mm -hmm. And those really nice people at the little tasting stations got me every time. Yeah. You know, yeah. man, I'll tell you what. And I also would buy premium cuts of meat yeah. because mm -hmm. I knew what I was going to be cooking with that. And I, yeah. I, was, I was motivated. Um, and it just, you know, it just would go so fast. I would plan with 200 bucks and then the debit card would get hit for 350 bucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I decided the only way for me to get by was to avoid the embarrassment of not having enough money at the register and I would get the $200 in cash. Mm -hmm. And I started to use a calculator on my phone mm -hmm. and say, okay, I got to watch this as I'm going through the store mm -hmm. so that I don't hit that because nothing more embarrassing than being at the cash register and not having enough money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And of course I knew I had to have that self-control. I left my debit card in my car, hmm. which was hard. Yeah. But I knew I had to do that because if not, and it was over, I would just Hey, I only put 50 bucks on the debit card. I almost like dismissed the other 200 bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? yeah. And so Scroll I knew myself right well there. enough to know that that was one of my areas of impulse and I needed to control it. Mm -hmm. By the third or fourth month, one of the cool tools that's come out right now is online shopping. Mm -hmm. I build my cart before I go to the store. Mm hmm. And I may pay the premium. I think it's two or three percent or something like that in your traditional grocery store. And if I pay the premium, then they'll bring it out to my cart. But I don't pay the premium. I simply walk around the store. I've already tabulated the total because it does it for you. Mm -hmm. And I only get the items on my list that way. And I already know what the cost is. Hmm. If yeah. I've left myself 10 or $15 of room, then I know I have that to spend. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the things that I've done. But my recommendation is get cash for the things that you struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. And that way you can, you know, have a limit, a tangible limit. And you will get back to that feeling of transacting in cash mm -hmm. yeah. where you're exchanging something receiving something yeah, makes a big yeah. difference. So it sounds like there are some circumstances where with, you know, we talked about maybe the drive-through, mm -hmm. the online shopping, there is a convenience fee, but in some situations it's worth it is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And, and I like that for people who number one are time taxed yeah. and, and then number two just can't control it. Mm. Right. I'd rather pay the $4 to the local grocery store for them to bring it out to my car knowing that if I go in the store, I can't control the mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. I may choose to do when I'm there, you mm -hmm. know? And just like any other addiction, you know, most of us think about addiction and we think about drugs and alcohol and things like that. Put yourself on a budget. You'll find out what you're addicted to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, good. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about a few big, I, I guess I'll call them financial or economic moments in someone's life mm -hmm. when you're looking at, um, maybe a, a retirement or maybe you're looking at setting up a, a financial plan for you need to buy a car. Yeah. How do you approach those moments of your life 
and really plan them out. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Christmas, mm-hmm. um, vehicles have a shelf life and tires have a shelf life. And a lot of the things that were emergencies before we started become planned in the future. Mm-hmm. Vehicles are a great example because they're not cheap. Yeah. Our ultimate goal is to buy vehicles for cash. And so instead of exchanging something where you have a $300 a month payment to another thing with a $300 a month payment, the best way to grow wealth in the future is to not have that debt. Mm -hmm. Because typically that $300 a month payment is only a portion of that going to the actual value of what you've purchased. And so you're Mm -hmm. overpaying over time for Mm -hmm. what you had purchased. And so my recommendation is create a schedule for those things. Christmas is coming December 25th every year. Let's go ahead and plan for that. We're going to be those kind of people. I drive my car till it dies. Mm -hmm. My bride usually gets three to four years out of hers. So Mm -hmm. we plan to make a reverse car payment into our savings account. And fortunately Mm -hmm. today, savings accounts are paying four to 5% interest. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to compound over time. But if we choose to make a $500 a month car payment that we don't have the car for yet, it's really nice when you can go into the car dealership Hmm. and pay cash for it. You also often have more leverage to be able to negotiate depending on the type of dealership you're at. Um, and be able to negotiate the cash price versus the debt price. Hmm. Yeah. And so you just start, and as you're getting good with the budget process, then you start going into future casting and saying, over time, I know I'll have these needs. Um, my son right now is saving for a house, and we established he wants to have $100,000 in the bank so he can put that down on a $300,000 house. Mm-hmm. We even went as far as to get pictures of the house that he would like mm-hmm. so that he can go ahead and at least have a tangible image knowing that that house may not be available at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is a good idea so he can remind himself of the goal. Mm-hmm. Another thing I recommend people doing because we're visual motivators Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and put a picture of that house on the mirror where we get ready in the morning Mm -hmm. so we remember why we're going to work today yeah of course in addition to serving god and all Mm -hmm. those things right (laughs) you know um the the benefit of that then i also this will be one of those big ones for you i wrap that picture around my debit card Mm -hmm. because when i pull that debit card out i think to myself here's my big goal Mm -hmm. here's my little satisfaction Yes, I still buy Starbucks coffee sometimes, right? But if I'm going after something like that, it may make me think differently, knowing that I can get to that goal. And once you have that mindset, your goals start to expand as well. Mm -hmm. I think one of the benefits, in fact, um, Alan was talking about this last night in his message. Man, God tells us we're royalty. We're huge. We're conquerors is what he told us last night. And it's like, man, but we don't live that way, mm-hmm. you know? And if we want to get into control, those are things that we can plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when you get those disciplines built into you a little better, all of a sudden you start to realize that the house was just a small piece. Yeah. Now let's go on to wealth so we can truly help other people in a much bigger way than we ever thought we could. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty powerful when you start to build that discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So put some tangible things in front of you. Keep reminders so you don't lose track. And put it on your budget so that you know that you can get to the goal. So you, again, it's not hard to plan. If you put 500 bucks away a month, that's $6,000 a year. At the end of four years, I'll have $24,000 plus some interest. Mm -hmm. And so I can go buy a $25,000 car for cash. Mm -hmm. Wow. If I want a $50,000 car, I need $1,000 a month over that period of time. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we get that? How do we get that? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, With regards to those big purchases, Mm -hmm. car, house, you have to have a credit. How do you establish that? How do you go about, maybe you're young and you need to establish your credit. Maybe mm-hmm. you've gotten into some financial you know, muddy waters. You need to fix your credit. How do you go about doing that and yet trying to avoid that easy credit card 
debt. Yeah, the best thing to do with if you if you need to establish credit, in my opinion, uh, my daughter's working on that right now, my 19 year old. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we talked about was what you do is number one, as soon as you get the credit card, you cut it up. Mm. You don't want the physical card. Then you make an intentional decision to pay a bill that you know you're going to be paying with your debit card mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. automatically because you were going to pay the bill anyway. For her, it might be her cell phone bill or car insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to pay that bill every month with that credit card. And you're automatically two days after that going to have already scheduled the payment from the debit card that would have normally gone to the insurance provider, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but right to the credit card company for the same amount. Mm -hmm. There are no fees or interest if you pay it within the cycle. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about having to put more towards the credit card. Mm -hmm. So if her bill is $119 for car insurance and she pays it with the credit card automatically, and then two days later automatically pays the credit card bill with the debit, with the bank account, mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about it. As mm -hmm. soon as you put that card in your hand, yep, it becomes a, an emergency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It becomes an impulse. It becomes a reason. It's easy. It's easy. Mm -hmm. We'll just use it. Oh, we'll pay it off this month. And that's what I said four credit cards later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't able to pay them off ever. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And then you can get into that cycle of transferring from one card to the next card because they right. give you those special. That's exactly plans, right. You know, mm -hmm. you switch. They over. know. They know. They're, They're smart. good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're looking at things like that, you're, you're establishing credit. You're starting to build your financial, I guess, portfolio. How far down the road are you planning? Am I planning for my death right now in my <laughs> young 20s? Well, I hope I'm not in my young 20s. <laughs> right. So, you know, no. Matt, that's a really good question. And I think that's a personal question to answer because it's different for different scenarios. Mm -hmm. I know when I had children, my legacy was much more important than before I had children. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain life triggers that might make you think differently about what that scenario looks like. And so I think it's all part of the plan. And I'll tell you this. I personally just have a very different purpose-driven outlook. Mm -hmm. um, originally, um, for those of you who know Rick Warren's book, The Purpose-Driven Life, mm -hmm. um, fantastic read, really great message in there. Mm -hmm. And what I learned over time was a purpose-driven life is a lot of pressure for humans, right? God knows the plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't quite know the whole plan yet because he hasn't revealed it to us yet. Yeah. And so we struggle though because by planning a purpose-driven life, we've kind of put the pressure on ourselves that if we don't accomplish what I wanted to do at the end, mm -hmm. then I'm a failure, that I haven't achieved what my goal was. And so I've kind of shifted to the purpose-driven moments thought process mm -hmm. or purpose-driven seasons. And as I'm going through different seasons in my life, I'm looking a period of time out because I absolutely think it's important to plan. Mm -hmm. um, and the Bible tells us, you know, planning is extremely wise. And so we should be planning, um, but I don't go so far that I'm at the point where I say, gosh, if, if I do these things, because I don't know, I might end up right now. My plan is to give 90% of our wealth away, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'll end up with a child with a special need at some point in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that may plant that may change at some point in time. So I may be planning for that 90% giveaway, mm -hmm. um, knowing that I can change that at any time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I remove a little bit of the pressure. I highly believe that people who are starting out in their careers and their lives should begin planning their futures and legacy and act like it's tomorrow because mm -hmm. they'll do a much better job with it that way. Mm -hmm. We don't put enough sense of urgency into savings and those things. And I really believe in the pay yourself first philosophy. God says, give me the first 10. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say some 10. He mm -hmm. doesn't say later down the road, some 10. Mm -hmm. This was a discipline. Mm -hmm. um, 
I apologize for going off on a tangent here, but man, God gave us the plan. Mm -hmm. He said your first 10%. And why did he do that? And at first I thought, because, Hey, churches are expensive to operate. Mm -hmm. And you know, at that time, the orphans and children needed what was in the storehouse. And Mm -hmm. so good. Makes sense. Okay. So it was a financial thing. We supported the church so the church could support the community and made sense. But then I realized this isn't what that's about. Mm -hmm. It's about teaching us discipline. Mm -hmm. How hard is it? for you to give your first 10% away. As humans, we say, but I earned that. I worked mm-hmm. hard for that. I can't give you the first 10%. I, mm-hmm. I'll give you some of what's left. Maybe if there's mm-hmm. anything left. Right. Yeah. And so God gave us the plan, pay him first, give back to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's where everything came from. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like, we can do an example. You can give me a hundred dollar bill and I'll give you a $10 bill right now just mm-hmm. to show everybody and then mm-hmm. I'll keep it. Mm-hmm. I don't carry cash on me. I'm <sighs> sorry. God, I, I could take debit. Anyway, we'll move yeah. on. <laughs> I'll Apple pay you. But so what an amazing plan. God gives us everything and all we have to do is give back the first 10%. Mm-hmm. Then we should pay ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be putting back a percentage for our futures. Mm-hmm then we should pay the bills, mm-hmm. right? And if we plan that from a budgetary perspective, we're going to be successful at that because then we won't have rent that we can't afford. Yeah, yeah. We'll have already paid ourselves 15, 20% of our income for our future savings, for that next vehicle, for our legacy, for mm-hmm. our future, for our retirement. Yeah, All those things are planned for in that money. And then the rest is what we can afford to live off of. And so- yeah difficult particularly as americans to say we might not live up to the amount of money we would be making but but we're planning in a way that should structure us for the future and we'll never have to worry again Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so for those listening to the podcast who are thinking right now that's great dave i there's no way i could have a budget there's no way i could have an emergency fund i'm i'd love to shred my credit card but i actually need it because sometimes I don't have grocery bills. What hope can you offer them? Yeah. The hope is that seek wise counsel. Uh You know, one of the best things that's come of being in the class is it's in person. Hmm. We talk to people, we visit with them outside of Mm -hmm. class. We work with them to continuously provide hope and being in a Christian environment Going back to again, Alan's message from last night was perfect timing for that question because God didn't say we're broke and going to be broke forever. He mm-hmm. said the promise of riches are are there. You mm-hmm. know, the promise of being conquerors and kings is in the book. Mm-hmm. It's there. What we need to do is seek some counsel because one of the things we first have to do is recognize that we can't do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things about churches like the Ark is there's fellowship here. Mm-hmm. Find a couple people. I, we, I love telling people in class one, we don't judge anyone. Cause by the way, I was in your seat 10 years ago because mm-hmm. I needed to be, I teach the class because I need it. Mm-hmm. I don't teach the class because I'm good at teaching the class. I mm-hmm. teach the class. Cause if I don't have those reminders, I go back to that high Dave state, hi, I'm Dave statement. Mm-hmm. Cause that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so the hope is if you're watching today, chances are good. You're affiliated in somehow mm-hmm. with some really good people. Mm connect with them, help by getting some accountability partnerships going on and some people who might have better understanding of the things that you can do to either generate additional income or to protect yourself from expenses in a better way, utilizing social resources or anything just to get past that stage, Mm -hmm. knowing that once you're in control of that and you can manage that on a regular basis, then you can move forward. Now, you also said something that I get a lot. I don't know if, if I, I can't do a budget. Mm-hmm. Most people say that, 
who, when we look at the budget, it ends up negative. They have less money at the end of the month than they have available to them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, there's no sense in budgeting because I don't have enough money to cover it. And I say, that's the most important time. Mm -hmm. I don't believe mm -hmm. there's anyone who cannot budget. Mm -hmm. yeah. I could give, you know, you might, you might give me your information so I could create the budget, but somebody can create a budget for somebody yeah. else mm -hmm. or you can create the budget. Mm -hmm. yeah. The most important thing is to look at that budget. That'd be like saying, I was born into a Christian family. I don't need the Bible. Hmm. Mm. Don't need it because I know. Mm -hmm. I, I feel it. I've got mm -hmm. it, right? You need to see the budget. Yeah. You need to read the Bible. You need yeah. to stay in touch with these things or else it'll get lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've read the Bible more than once. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it means something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's based on where I'm at. Mm -hmm. My budget today looks very different than it did 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I eat out a lot more, yeah. but I'm in control of that <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, man, it's made a huge difference. So yeah. everyone can budget. And if you don't have hope because you're really in that kind of position, reach out. Fortunately, we've got a great relationship with the adult group. And we do get calls from time to time with people who simply need help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're not there to provide, um, resources mm -hmm. other than education mm -hmm. yeah. we will sit with people no matter how long it takes i have a couple as i mentioned great co-coordinators who work with me mm -hmm. and, and man they will help you they'll sit with you we'll do it five nights a week if we have to just to get through that process yeah. mm -hmm. and help you to build up that muscle memory to get back on a better better track for your finances yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, man there's not much better hope than that yeah. it will get better you have to allow it to happen yeah, yeah. that's good yeah can you speak a little bit to people in a relationship, a marriage where they need to have this conversation? Yeah. You, um, you're married, you have kids. Yes. Ha were you the one who breached this subject with your wife? How do you go about doing that? You said, mm -hmm. I mean, studies show it's one of the biggest things marriages fight over. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Yeah. So I am the catalyst for that. Mm -hmm. Although uh, my my bride and I, we've been together, gosh, we've been married over 21 years now. We've mm -hmm. been together over 23. Mm -hmm. um, when we first got married, that was just my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I handled the bills. I handled the budget. And that was my thing. Although we didn't really do a budget. I just, I was responsible for making sure we didn't run out of money at the end yeah. of the month. You mm -hmm. know? And so um, then an interesting thing happened. Her grandfather died mm -hmm. and her grandmother was lost. Her light, Her lights got shut off because she didn't mm. know she had to pay the electric bill because oh, it was man. handled for 50 years yeah. without her involvement. Yeah. And so we sat down and this was actually the way we started having some conversation about this. I said, I'll be responsible for being the, the majority breadwinner in the house, but I want you to interact with the bills. Mm. And so we started that conversation. And then when I realized I was going through some challenging things, shockingly, she actually recognized that I wasn't myself mm. when we were having some struggles. And as I mentioned, when my in-laws were about to move in the house, she knew the story. She knew what was going on. She never knew they were in financial trouble mm -hmm. because they lived pretty good, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. and as far as we could tell from the outside. And I didn't know how much was going on in the inside. And so I made it important enough for, for her, for mm -hmm. me. And we decided as a couple that this was, if it was important enough for one of us, it was important enough for both of us. Mm -hmm. And okay. so... We just got after it and started. She still doesn't like talking about the budget. Mm -hmm. She's just not natured that way. Mm -hmm. She knows, fortunately, we, we have a tight enough relationship that she knows I've got it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. 
but I still need to make sure she's informed. And every once in a while, things aren't as good as they are some other times. And we have to yeah. talk about that. And even today, I don't like bro broaching the subject. And sometimes I kind of like, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do so I could avoid the conversation. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. okay, can I just figure out another way? But I'm like, no, I have to be an adult about this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not, and that's not, not, not a dig at all, man. I just have to be grown up enough that yeah. I've decided to marry a woman, mm -hmm. have children and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And it's a difficult conversation, but I have to have it. Yeah. yeah. And so we have that conversation and she respects me a lot. And, you know, she comes back and she might not like the conversation. And then we figure out what we need to do mm -hmm. and then we move forward. Yeah. That's great. If you were to give one piece of advice to maybe younger Dave or someone <laughs> just starting out with regards to finances, budget planning, what would that piece of advice be? The piece of advice would be we fight our whole adolescence for control. Mm -hmm. Take it. Take it. Yeah. You know, take it over your finances and take it over your relationships. Um, one of the things I also learned, and this is probably in the last decade or so, I, I learned as a Christian, our goal is to own 100% of all of our relationships, not 50. Mm -hmm. When I first started this thought process, I was kind of in, as I mentioned, ish. You know, mm -hmm. I kind of did it. I understood it. That wasn't the problem at all. Academics was not the issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was it was mindset and, and my heart and my spirit. And so I started to say, okay, I'm in 100% control of that. And mm -hmm. I did that. But then I also realized I should be in 100% control of all my relationships. I shouldn't worry if my wife left me a sweet note, I should leave her a sweet note. I should just leave her a sweet note with no expectation. Mm -hmm. And so same goes for all of my friendships. If I do those things without regard for reciprocation, then I, the outcome is phenomenal mm -hmm. because they start to realize you're doing it without that. And so yeah. do your finances. So if you can go in without any abandon and say, I'm 100% in, you know, I, I had a, a really unique conversation with someone who was, he was teaching a class and he said something about working out. Mm -hmm. And he said the way he realized he needed to work out originally it was like, okay, I'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be fit. I'm going to give it an hour. I put it on my schedule. And then he realized he scheduled three days a week, which gave him gaps. Mm -hmm. If you miss Monday, oh, I'll make it up Tuesday. But then that's so close to Wednesday. So mm -hmm. I may as well just go Wednesday and I'll catch up in mm -hmm. the future. I never caught up. He realized he had to schedule himself seven days a week. Mm -hmm. His goal was seven days a week to work out. You don't have any room for error there, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So you have to go 100% all in and make some decisions on certain things in your life. And then eventually it just becomes the way you live your life. Mm -hmm. And so there's books on habit. There's books on things like that. Read up on that if that's where you're struggling. Or again, seek some counsel. There's some great people yeah. here at The Ark to help with all sorts of different things. Yeah, This is just one of them. And by the way, learning this stuff, again, it's not about the academics, about nature change. Mm -hmm. And um, I think all of in my life, spiritual maturity is about that as well. So the one piece of advice is make a decision hmm. and act like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. yeah. Well, David, thank you so much for being here, man. This time my flew pleasure. by. Yeah. Um, as we close, I think it'd be nice if we all just talk about our dumbest purchase ever. Casey, Ooh. I'm just kidding. Well, unless you want to, do you want to share? <laughs> she she was thinking dumb, about it, right? She yeah, was. I was I'm thinking about it. I started thinking about it too. Uh, yeah, we won't. We won't. Mm -hmm. I bought a sword recently. It was a waste of money. A Lululemon. Um, mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah, Lululemon. that's expensive. Yeah, but that was last week, right? That was last week. <laughs> My sword was. <laughs> right. Yeah, David, thank you so much for being My here. Pleasure. It was Thanks a it was a me. pleasure, and I'm sure at some point we'll have you back on as as we continue because this is a subject that doesn't just go away, even. Sure. 
after you make your budget, it needs tweaked. And um, so I'm sure we'll have you back. So David, Great. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank and thank you. you for joining us mm -hmm. here on Friends You Can Grow With.